0: Hey folks, it's Lauren for Little Miss NeuroDivergence recording this podcast from Singapore. I wasn't sure if I wanted to, if I had wanted to record this episode while things are kind of still ongoing and still so fresh and I'm still trying to process what's happened and trying to figure out what I feel, how I feel. But I thought, you know, I would just jump on and talk about it in real time, uh, and just see what comes to my head authentically. And yep, so let's see. I am okay. I received a termination of a a work. a termination letter from work just yesterday as I've mentioned on some previous episodes I have been using all my leave my remaining leave from work because of my withdrawal symptoms from my antidepressants I had logged the leave on like the work app thingy and I hadn't said too much to my boss about it I just logged my leave and then all of that would be logged before I was going to need that time off from work to get through like the withdrawal process from the antidepressants and then I did mention that I was worried that, you know, they wouldn't be so understanding and that I was afraid I would get fired because of that. So on one hand, a part of me was kind of prepared because I did say that my manager isn't really someone who is very understanding or empathetic towards stuff like this. Their perspective is that... Um, I think it's like you can do it, like you're just not trying hard enough, and like just really seeing it as it's a business, you know, like you are either productive or you can beat it, I guess, I honestly have no idea what goes on in their head, uh, but On the other hand, I was, I guess, surprised and shocked because of the way the letter was worded. It claimed, it made claims that I was absent from work. It did not acknowledge the leave I submitted because it was unpaid leave and annual leave, which I used. I submitted that with like my medical certificate. But I don't know if my manager saw it and chose to ignore it or just, I don't know what was going through their head again. I don't really excel in figuring out what people are thinking as hard as I try and I wish I could but it doesn't come intuitively to me and when I try I seem to get it wrong a lot Um so whatever they were thinking but I had submitted it uh like the leave like the medical leave but logged under like you know annual leave or unpaid leave and the letter worded it such that these two categories of leave have to be approved by the company or the manager or whatever and because it hadn't been approved quote unquote my manager was counting it as an absence from work and that like the way it was worded made me think that they were going to make me, I don't know, like be penalized for it is one. Another thing that I was shocked by is that the company decided to prorate my leave. So instead of the allotted like annual leave or unpaid leave I would have within a period of 12 months. Because they decided they were going to terminate me, they prorated my leave, uh, like down to a certain number of days, but lesser days to account for, you know, the fact that it's dated like in August, this termination letter. And that because they had prorated it, I ultimately did not have enough leave. And so it was still an absence. Like the letter was just trying to drive through, like, a drive home the point that I was absent from work. I had disappeared from work. And another point that has me really stymied is that it says in the termination letter that I did not communicate properly, which I don't know if this is my literal autistic brain But on my part as the employee, I feel like, well, I knew I needed to take leave, like medical leave. And then I had, like I said, you know, no medical leave left. So I just logged it with some other leave. And like did not think that that would need to be approved because I mean are you going to approve when my health can fail and when I am allowed to take time off to make sure I can get through my days? You know, and I feel like a lot of this, to me, is rooted in ableism because you can't see it. You can't see what I'm going through. Like, I, maybe you look like a regular person. I'm not like physically disabled and so people just figure like you're fine and then they for whatever reason just I've lost my train of thought it's just Uh, I forgot what I was saying but I don't know if it's allowed that they can prorate my leave when they're the ones terminating me and then to penalize me for that. And even like, why does my manager, or why did my manager not approve the leave I took? The Like I said, the unpaid and annual leave, like sure. In general, like if it were something upcoming, like something planned, like a day off, you know, It would be communicated in advance, and I would apply for it. But these are extenuating circumstances, and I need that time off, and it is my employee entitlement. So for for them not to approve it, just, you know, like deciding like, oh, well, you didn't communicate properly, and so I'm not going to approve it. And because I didn't approve it, then you're absent from work. And because you're absent from work, I'm going to terminate your employment. And that's not the other crappy thing. The other crappy thing is that when my work friend communicated to me that, hey, do you know that they've been trying to get you at work? And I went to check. I had no calls, uh, like WhatsApp messages. I didn't have that. I was already logged out of Teams, which is the, like Microsoft Teams is the platform that we use for work, for our organization. And the last message that I could see, at least that would load for me, is the one where I updated my manager that I was probably going to need more time off from uh, until September 11th or the 18th, depending on if I could get out of this state of low functioning quote-unquote and I only use that term which honestly I find really cringe but I use it because it is what people understand and it was a way to communicate without saying too much what I was going through and Maybe it is that double empathy problem where they want me to explain and I think I'm explaining, but I'm not by their standards. And then like they think that they are already telling me like these are the rules that you need to follow. And then I think I'm following it, but then I'm not. And my company is small. We are we were a startup When I first joined the company in about like 2019, but we're now like a small, uh, I can't remember the term for it, but we are small, a small team and we don't have a, like an HR person who is trained in HR and like handles the employee, employer, like mediation side of things. Like the HR person is actually our finance manager who logs HR stuff like our leave, our claims, or whatever, stuff like that. And so there hasn't, there wasn't this person when I disclosed that I was autistic. And the only reason I disclosed only the autism is because in Singapore, ADHD. not recognized as a disability so i just disclosed the autism uh and when i disclosed it like there wasn't that hr person to communicate with me to like uh find out more it was just kind of like oh okay and then like life went on and then every time when i would like as like the days passed and i needed some accommodations like there wasn't this middle person, this mediator sort of person, to kind of go between and, like, uh, clarify what me as the disabled employee needed. And then, I didn't have that, and so, like, it's just been this, like, oh, I've lost my train of thought again. Which is partly the overwhelm from everything that's happening, but also the withdrawal symptoms from the Lexapro. This is the fourth day where it, the fourth consecutive day where it has been really rough, dizzy spells, a bit of nausea. Um, what else? There was something else. Where It's just been the most intense and so my brain has really been soup it feels like I'm looking down at a bowl of alphabet soup where the little alphabet, you know, like the little letters spell out words, like my thoughts, and then someone sticks a spoon in it and just stirs it. Like, that's the mental image I have in my head when I'm trying to, like, get my thoughts together and keep my train of thought, you know, like, running. But my point is that we... I didn't have an HR person to help to... communicate my needs and then it's just been my manager and i keep saying manager but it's actually my boss like the ceo of the company because like i said it's a really small company so it's just like the ceo slash my manager who just like decides like with me whether or not he wants to allow for like accommodations without someone in between to advocate for me so I have to advocate for myself and then I feel like when I do that even though my intent is to be like like I'm I think I'm explaining it and I think I'm doing it in a way that people will understand apparently for some reason it rubs people the wrong way accidentally people think that I'm upset or angry and they'll be like, hey chill hey calm down and I'll be really surprised because I guess I start to sound animated, but I I just feel like I'm getting really excited sounding, but I'm not, you know, like, and maybe some people find that aggressive sometimes, but that is not my intention. And like with my diagnosis, I feel like I finally have this lens to look at it and understand it and to get why people keep perceiving it that like perceiving me to be... A certain way, even though I'm not trying to be an ASF, uh, like, you know, like, I, I'm not trying to be difficult. I'm just, <sighs> anyway, circling back. I also found it shocking in the letter that they were, they gave me a ridiculous timeline to work with so the date of the termination letter was august 15th according to the courier service they used it was sent out on the 21st of august and then by the time i got it it was august 23rd and The date of the letter, the 15th, it gave me a week. It states, you know, for me to initiate the offboarding process with our HR. Again, a very loose term in our company. And then to please return like the company assets, like my laptop. It's not my laptop, uh, the work phone and like a couple other things. Uh like within a week, or else there may be consequences or something to that effect that uh it, like you know, like just basically it had this punitive undertone to it, and I was so panicked and stressed. I could not sleep last night i was I ended up staying up like until six thirty before I finally got my brain a quiet down. But like, I couldn't sleep, and so about, I think three thirty, four in the morning, I got on like the Ministry of Manpower website, and I logged a report and uh like claim for wrongful dismissal, stating that you know like before my employment, I had been. I had given full disclosure about my mental health. When I was going through my diagnosis, I disclosed that. And then I said that, yeah, you know, there wasn't this intermediary to help me explain, like, verbal shutdowns and not being able to communicate sometimes or, like, all that nuance of autism and stuff. And I just filled it out. I felt, like, fired up. Like, at that point, I felt fired up and determined. In hindsight, I think it was just dysregulation that was driving me. Like, wait, am I mixing it up? At that point, I was really dysregulated. And then, like, that state of, you know, like, unknown emotion was just pushing me to get that like sit down and get that process done, like the filing of the uh, report or complaint. I don't know what it is technically, but to just get it out of the way. And um, yeah, I actually managed to do it in one sitting, which for me is like with what's been happening the past, however many weeks I've been going through, withdrawal has been near impossible. So it's ironic because you know, all things considered, like, it took me being so dysregulated to get me to hyper focus. I mean, who knows how, how our brains work, our neurodivergent brains work, but I submitted it and I honestly don't know what's gonna happen because I can counter, I can counterclaim a sum of money for this wrongful dismissal and so I did. And like, I'm just waiting for them to get back to me at this point. In the meantime, like I, I feel like just cried out, you know, from all the worry about, again, finances as it is, you know, with autism, like we have that whole disability tax. If you haven't heard of it, it's like the extra things we need to pay for just so we can function like not being able to cook and then you end up buying food like takeout food not being able to clean maybe you end up like having to if you can like you know like fork out for a cleaning service stuff like that and uh, my cat also like another cat sick I spent I was supposed to just stay home with the state of my giddy spells and dizziness but my cat was sick I noticed his abdomen was distended and so I took him to the vet which I was praying really hard like that I wouldn't fall over like I did the other day at the hospital where I was like so giddy I felt like I was really like about to just fall on my face And we ended up spending like six hours there getting his tests done. I was like sitting in the sitting area of the vet like crying out of worry for my cat and realizing that this was it you know there was not going to be a another major surgery we could do to save him uh, because he's already done two major surgeries like one was when I first rescued him. A second one was like three or four years ago. And then now, like with the circumstances having changed so much, there is no way I can afford it. And so it was just that like sense of crashing, crushing, everything happening at once and helplessness and just feeling like I was. I mean, I guess I feel myself a lot in life, before my diagnosis I felt like I did that a lot anyway and I'm kind of inured to it, but this is like my baby and so I just felt like so upset and just, I mean, an upset doesn't even cover it. And so that was another thing that added to, you know, just what's been happening and I still also haven't heard back from the hospital regarding like from the billing department when i was asking if it was possible for me to get a refund on some stuff like the treatment or therapies that weren't suitable for me if i could even find out how much i've spent over the years i still haven't heard from them until now and so it's it feels like all these balls are up in the air and i'm trying to juggle them and i'm trying not to drop them but maybe i'm dropping them into that soup in front of me and that's why it's not a spoon stirring it it's like the balls falling to the soup and mixing up the letters it's a very confused metaphor i'm gonna go with it (sighs) but it's a lot and i want to say that on a positive note i did since i left my house i went like while i was waiting for the uh like service to take us to the vet i checked my mailbox and i have received the disability blah that card i i mentioned it on instagram in my stories i can't remember now off the top of my head i will do an episode about that And what it does and what it's for. But I received it in the mail and I put it on a lanyard and I wore it to the vet with a little like button that says I have a hidden disability. So that, you know, like it just made me feel so safe knowing that there's like a contact number right there. It states the language I understand and my name and knowing that if anything happened to me, I would have this around my neck and like they would someone would be able to call somebody. I'm gonna go into that on another episode, uh like with this card that I got. But yeah, I'm just glad that it arrived today and I had it and so it felt like really timely because I needed to go out in this very fragile state I've been in and then having that felt like a little shield and a little protection. So the timing of it was really good so that's one thing i'm super grateful for and um other things i'm grateful for is that i got my ex-spouse to contribute to the cats this month because i explained to them that i like a bit of my work situation and so they helped with cat food for this month or this upcoming month my mother also helped with food and like my bills for this month and so that is something i'm really grateful for there is it's not the full amount of my salary but it is a buffer enough to at least feed the cats buy their litter and feed myself and keep the lights on so that is something to be grateful for it is a privilege and i acknowledge that and i'm really grateful for it because I know that not everyone has that and it's so hard. You know, like, it is a huge privilege that I still get to stop and I'm not forced to, like, right now find some other job and jump in. But that's something huge to be grateful for. So there is that. And, alright, I am going to get on and check on my cat and put myself to bed because I'm running on like less than four hours of sleep and a whole lot of stuff that's taking off my spoon so I'm going to have a crash of a night and then probably pay for the you know like long hours I spent out today and all the all the things so yep the good and the bad and just taking it one day at a time and trying to be patient and to do the best you can. And as I often, or I have said before, and I often think to myself, you know, with this new understanding to give yourself grace, to give myself, and I hope you give yourself grace and understanding and that support you need in little ways or big ways To know that you deserve to feel okay and that it's not your fault for whatever you are going through. And I sound really sad. I'm trying my best to sound cheery about it. (laughs) I think the tiredness is kicking in. But I am going to sign off for real. This is Lauren from Singapore saying take care everyone. Stay safe from Little Miss Neurodivergence.